Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Quacked Out Podcast, where we dissect all things Oregon Ducks football on a regular basis. I am co-host, or one of the co-hosts, Charlie Folkstead, and joining me, across from me, is my other co-host. I'm Reed Tingley. Uh, We landed on the name Quacked Out Pod uh, through a Twitter poll. Uh, Unfortunately, this actually finished as our second option. Coming in first was the ducking around pod, uh, so we're sorry for all of you voters out there. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, there are two other podcasts uh, already who have the name ducking around pod. So we went with the Quacked Out podcast. Hardly settling for it, though. I mean, it was one of our top top choices from the beginning, I would say. But it was a long journey to get here. Yes, and we're determined now to beat. Uh, the other ducking around pod. I think it's a coin news pod. Yeah. I listened to it. It's not very good. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired. <laughs> Damn. Also joining us is our lovely producer who will introduce himself as soon as he gets the mic. I'm Paul Chris. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Chris. Um, yeah. Uh, it sounds like we're getting a little contentious already uh, <laughs> in our inaugural episode, but. <laughs> yeah, we, we are determined to bring you a, a great product, and we hope that you won't be disappointed. We already are a little well-established uh, on Duck Twitter. We like to engage with other Duck fans and other Oregonians, and we all love sports, and we'd love to talk to any of you. Uh, yeah, we really want this, to, we want this to be really interactive. You know, We want to get your input. We'll take fan questions at the end of maybe every show, maybe some shows, depending on how that pans out. Um but as of right now, we're just going to give you a little bit inf- bit of information about who we are so you can famili- familiarize yourselves with us. So I'm Charlie Folkstead. Like I said, I was born and raised in Portland. I was born and raised a duck. I've been going to games and watching games on TV and collecting everything I can find that's ducks related my entire life. Um, and I am a current student at the UVO. So that's me. I'm Reed Tingley. Uh, I'm also, well, almost 20. I'm 19 right now. <laughs> but, oh, you're still 19? Um, yeah. I know. But I actually do not go to the University of Oregon. Uh, I attend Tulane University down in New Orleans. But I'm a Portland native, a longtime Ducks fan. Uh, unlike Charlie, I would not say I was raised a Duck necessarily. Uh, I'm definitely the most uh, interested in Ducks football out of anyone in my family. And I would say I've, in fact, probably raised my parents into Ducks fans more than they made me Ducks fans. Doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Now to our producer. (laughs) Yep, Paul speaking. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, thank you for that introduction. Just like these guys, huge Duck fan, huge football fan. Lived in Oregon, Portland almost my whole life. Um, Reed and I, products of Grant High School, Charlie over here, Central Catholic boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we still love him. That's good. Uh, How many uh, football state titles did you guys win? I'm just curious. All right, we, got, we got basketball. Yeah, we yeah, got basketball. yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. So, yeah, basically what this podcast is about, you already know, Oregon football, but a little more detailed. Um, we're going to cover recruiting. Uh, give you guys some recruiting updates. Yeah, obviously that's one of the things that has only become more of a relevant part of Ducks football uh, in recent years under Cristobal and before that uh, under Taggart when he came in. 
And something that I've definitely started following really closely over the last few years. I mean, back in the day when it was Chip Kelly, you know, our recruiting wasn't really the top priority. It was all based on scheme and development. Um, I mean, we had a couple big gets, someone like DeAnthony Thomas, but uh, there's the famous quote from Scott Frost where he says you can't really recruit to Eugene. And so that's not the case anymore. Yeah, we'll so see that's that, something. see about that, Scotty. Right. That's something we're excited to cover on this podcast. Can't recruit to Lincoln, Nebraska, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, we're also going to cover things like um, in-season, definitely doing seasoning game predictions um, and recaps, basically dissecting everything we can about the games. Once we move into those uh, seasons, we'll probably get a better idea of what's what that's actually going to look like um and then also some miscellaneous stuff like random drafts reliving some of our favorite ducks players and memories things like that um and just letting you guys get to know us a little bit more yeah really this is just meant to be like fan conversation uh it's there are like a lot of other ducks podcasts out there that come more from like the insider perspective or people who uh, like have allegiances to players and coaches. And uh, as fans, one of the luxuries we have is we can basically say whatever we want. Definitely. Yeah, so so that's why we made this podcast. Yeah, basically, I mean, Reed and I, we're going to talk about this stuff anyways. So we figured we might as well just record it. Um, <laughs> yeah, see if anyone's <laughs> interested. See if we can get some engagement maybe. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, uh, everybody else was tired of listening to us. So, um, right. Yeah. You guys won't be. Um, one thing we consistently want to do is take fan questions. So, because we don't have any fans so far, uh, we just made our own fan question for the end of this episode. And the question is as it is written in the document, it says, What is your favorite Ducks game you've ever attended? So, you know, you might have. Say Florida State Rose Bowl win way back when. Well, I wasn't at that game. Can't use that. Got to be. You have to have attended it. So, Reed, what's yours? Uh, the favorite Ducks game I've attended. I would probably say it would have to be the 2014 game versus Michigan State. Um, yeah, that was. It was a really good one. I mean, I love the non-conference games uh, when we get a chance to measure ourselves against the rest of the country. And that was a time when Michigan State was really physical on defense, just talented all around. Game day that day, I mean, it was a big matchup. I think it was uh, top five, top ten at least. Top ten. I want to say we were three and they were like seven or something. Yeah. But it's still early season. Right, right. Like I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, that's probably one of the biggest games in Austin history. Yeah, and it. and it was, um, I remember, you know, a game, kind, we kind of got off to a slow start. It could have gone either way. Uh, and it was just one of those times when Autzen absolutely took over uh, third quarter, and there's that uh, tipped then Ifo Ekpreolmu interception. Big time. That's probably the loudest I've ever heard Autzen. Yeah, so that's that one stands out to me. Paul, you got one, or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go ahead. Okay, my favorite is my favorite game I've ever attended is going to be 2018 Washington. I was still a freshman, and it was my second. It was the second ever, my second home game as a student. First one being Stanford, obviously. That probably would be number one if we had won, but whatever. Yeah, that um, was a great game. Yeah, that UW game was just insane. I mean, being able to run out on the field is something you always kind of dream of, but actually doing it is 
a rush unlike anything I've ever felt before. Like, that was super fun. Got to go up, hug Jordan Scott, you know, just run around the field, get mobbed by people, find some cameras, yell, yeah. etc. Super that, fun. That moment, I think, will only grow in magnitude uh, as the program moves forward under Cristobal as a really defining game. I mean, like you talked about after that Stanford game, where we just couldn't get it done uh, after playing really well. The Washington game was super important, and uh, as I'm sure some of you will remember, uh, that was Kayvon Thibodeau's official visit. Uh, It was after that game that he posted something on Twitter where he's like, oh, this is the best game experience I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, It's the best I've ever been to, (laughs) too. Yeah. (laughs) I would just, I mean, one more thing about that game. I mean, it was so nice to just see another team get screwed over for once. Especially Washington, especially because yeah, because <laughs> it was it was also a moment in time when um, they were riding high on Chris Peterson. They had been to a playoff and were you know anticipating going to more in the future. And uh, we had won our long stretch of games against them, and then they had won two straight. And they thought that they were just going to keep rolling. Yeah, the and rivalry needed a kind of turning point for us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely what it was. All right, Paul, what's yours? Um, My favorite Duck game that I've ever been to, I think, would have to be my first Civil War that I ever attended, 2013. Ooh. uh, At Autzen. Close one, closer than it really needed to be. True. Um, Oregon State, not not a great season as usual, but, um, (laughs) you know, it was a, you know, it, it was an exciting game. We were coming off a tough, tough loss to Arizona that knocked us out of contention for the Pac-10 pack, pack title. Pac-12. Pac-12 title, right. Um, that's embarrassing. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was a t- tough loss, and it looked like at, at a certain point in that game, it looked like we were going to take back-to-back L's to the Beavers, no less. And uh, we get Mariota to Huff touchdown at the end. Yeah. Um, inside a minute left, and that's at that time it was the loudest uh, stadium I'd ever been in. Um, to wow. up, yeah, up to up to that point, that was just an awesome moment for me. It'll stick with me for a long time. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember. Um, yeah, that was the year that I think Oregon State was in the uh, Sean Mannion to Brandon Cooks show. Oh, yeah, was it? yeah, yeah, and I think we threw. Uh, like we're throwing two or three guys on Brandon Cooks every play, <laughs> and he was he was a beast at Oregon State. Um, he was he was definitely torching us a little bit. Um, they had a pretty good team that year all around. I mean, yeah. obviously it shouldn't have been a one point game. I think it's safe to say, but I mean, Storm Woods in the backfield had a pretty right. good game, if I remember correct. That was that was the most competitive Civil War probably that we're, we'll see in a long time. Like. Yeah. Unless something crazy I mean, happens. Except for Ryan Null wrecking ball was uh I mean <laughs> was yeah. rough, but I mean But in terms of being just, close, yeah, like right. in, in it being a good game, like yeah. I mean that's that's one of my favorite rewatch games. Um and even if you're neutral for whatever reason listening to this, that's a great rewatch game. Twenty thirteen Civil War. Yeah, I love the Civil War. Um Yeah, I mean one game I wasn't at attendance for this one, but my favorite Civil War would have to be the Civil War for the Roses from oh, 2009. Yeah, definitely. 
that was so much fun. Yeah. It was on like a, I think it was a weekday. Like I went to school. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's wearing their gear and everything. And this is back in like not even middle school. We were in like third grade back then. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, fourth grade, I think. I was. That was so kid. much fun. Yeah, yeah, it really was. First year under Chip Kelly. Yeah, it was just the time. Um, I mean, we weren't alive for like, or uh, I mean, you know, weren't that grown for the Joey Harrington buzz. I, you know, got into things under Dennis Dixon, but I think the buzz around just like every day at school, like you said, really started growing in that first year under Chip Kelly. And then obviously year after that, we go undefeated, get to the natty. But it was something special to just walk around and everyone just started to feel pride in this team and like it was starting to become a real identity of yeah. the state. And Yeah, and in terms of the rivalry, like both teams were good back then. Right. Like really good. Like the Beavers would have gone to the Rose Bowl if they'd won that game. Right. I mean, we, we forget about that all the time because they kind of, they sort of fell off after that. But like... They were in the position to kind of take our spot, and that's something weird to think about. But, I mean, we were basically in an even position in 2009, and that's now 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah. so many people like to talk about things that contributed to the rise of Oregon football, like Chip Kelly or the Nike connections or the uniforms. But at the end of the day, to me it comes down to winning the big games. Yeah. And that 2009 Civil War was right up there with any of them as yeah. a game that we went in. It was two really good teams. We had to just win. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was uh, like Masoli running um, to the sideline, trucking a guy to get that first down. <laughs> and it was like he just wanted it. And in that moment... It wasn't like Nike got that first down for us or anything. It was just one dude in the green and yellow putting his head down and winning a battle. Yeah, we proved that we were better. And it, it went that way for a while. I mean, like, even early on, back when we... I remember when we started out with, like, the steel-graded jerseys. <laughs> right. Those were awesome. And, the, and like, I still like those. I think those are underrated there's still. A certain, like, there's a certain fondness <laughs> I have for them. But, like... I mean, Nike could have blown us up back then if we were any good. Like, right. And we were pretty good for a while. Like, we were a consistent bowl team and things like that. In the mix as a Pac-12 contender, kind of. But it wasn't until the Dixon year and the year after where we were relevant nationally at all. I mean, you could argue we weren't that relevant nationally in 2009 anyways. But, like, I mean, even Dixon being Dennis Dixon and being in the Heisman hunt for a while and the Ducks being number two before that fateful night in the desert like yeah that got us attention those are the sort of things that really build a program like people recognizing your brand and by the way the brand is like super helpful in being that it's like super recognizable everybody knows where the o's from yeah exactly yeah i was i was um yeah listening to this 247 video youtube video um, where he was, he, this guy from the South, a uh, national guy, Josh Pate, I think it was, was just saying like, you know, there are kids in Georgia who uh, like maybe they can't find Oregon on a map. Yeah. They've certainly never been to Oregon, but they know what the O is and they know what our brand means. Uh, and that's big. And that, I mean, that's exactly what Cristobal is trying to leverage right now 
into actually making us a legit title contender. Yeah, and that that's huge. Like that's invaluable. I mean, anywhere you go in America, every time I wear my Ducks jersey around, I get a compliment. Like people are like, "Oh yeah, the you know, that's a really cool jersey, you know, Mariota jersey." And I'm like, "Oh, what? Thanks. Like you like the Ducks?" And they're just like, "No, I think they're cool though. Like I like right, them exactly. And I respect them." Like, yeah, oh, it was like everyone's nice. second favorite team. You yeah, know, yeah. Or, <laughs> or like, yeah, you know, I'm whatever fan, but oh man, like I love to turn the Ducks on on a Saturday yeah. and see them like raced across the field yeah and i think um that's even even thanks to that you know we're talking about what kind of has turned oregon into a national brand i think honestly chip kelly's um just fun fun brown brand of football the the speed that oregon had and their um electric offense in the in the 2010s really um, yeah, it was really, like really, really help, really, it was really help with people that. People had never seen before. Yeah, it, it was a different offense than than uh, college football had really seen, and you know that's that's just helpful when you know nationally people turn on the TV and they like what they're seeing. It, it's not, it wasn't a ground and pound, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust. It yeah. was you know throwing the ball through the air, running uh, pre snap pre snap motions that are wild, and you know uh, drawing up some some cool plays. And I mean, we're still reaping the benefits of that. Right now on the recruiting trail, people our age, you know, kids our age and a little bit older, a little bit younger who grew up loving college football, watching football like a lot of us, right. know the Ducks and love the Ducks. There's that recent Twitter, like, I don't even know what you call it, like the quoted tweet going around where everybody says like, oh, what's your favorite, you know, what your was dream your dream school? school? Yeah. Oregon. Oregon, right. Oregon, Oregon. Like, everybody recognizes us. Everybody loves us. Well, right, yeah. I mean, I just <laughs> to ad- admit my age a little bit, I mean, I was in fifth grade the first time we went to a national championship. So the kids um, kids who are, who are like three years younger than us, I guess they would be in second grade or something, when Oregon went to his, their first national title. I mean, they don't know anything before chip kelly really yeah in terms of what they've seen with their own eyes it's like oregon really is to upcoming recruits one of the top tier teams in college football and that's pretty that's pretty amazing from where i mean the history of this program uh and you know some of the down times that we had back in the last century (laughs) but yeah i mean like this period of success is like I think we kind of forget sometimes just to take a step back like we were perennial losers like we <laughs> sucked yeah from like pre-integration times until like literally 1994 we were irrelevant completely irrelevant yeah yeah and and it yeah I mean a lot of things align for us to create this national brand that everyone wants that uh, no one else in the Pac-12 has outside of USC. And and part of why we were able to create the national brand is that Chip Kelly and that fun offense came around right when USC was down. And we were able to take the West. Now they're trying to take back the West. Um, but, I mean, obviously we just beat him by 30 in the Coliseum last year. I don't know how that's it was going. Funny. I was watching those highlights. I was watching those game highlights a couple days ago. And at the very end, Fox showed like a graphic and it was like uh, 
31 point deficit, like worst home loss like <laughs> USC history. history. Yeah. That's it. I I like can't tell you how good that feels. I mean, going all the way back to that Halloween night 2009 mm-hmm. when we first pulled that upset and Autzen on them. Yeah, another important turning yeah. point for sure. And now it's like now we're who goes into the Coliseum and we're favored. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's we, crazy. We ex- expect to win. We're pulling recruits from Southern California, you know. Yeah, kids who you know who you think have a USC tattoo on them at birth. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and they're coming to Oregon. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'm excited to see where this brand and this podcast goes. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can uh, try to recreate the type of branding success that Oregon football has had with this podcast. (laughs) We need your support. We need your support, (laughs) listeners. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, like, share. um, Tell us what we're doing wrong. Seriously, like, at me. I don't care. We're at Quacked Out Pod on Twitter. Yeah, go follow us there because that'll be our main um, home base for communication and things like that. Yeah, we'll update when we put pods out there, so that's a good place to follow. Take um, questions there. Yeah, we have our personal you guys. personal accounts are linked on there. If you want other people to follow on Ducks Twitter, and and we'll also probably post uh, when we have a new up episode uh, released there. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any questions, topics, whatever, shoot them our way, and that's exactly what this podcast is meant to cover. Yeah. So. Uh... See you guys soon and go Ducks. Go Ducks.